This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Just starting to believe a little bit. Well, Hoylet's got the better of Buxton. Puts it into an area. Keo Zamora! Unbelievable! From the very brink of elimination, Bobby Zamora has surely scored another playoff winner. Hello and welcome to another episode of the W12 podcast. Um, we are on episode 18. Um, thank you for listening. We've got a bit of a bumper show today. Um, I guess before we start, we should probably um, give a shout out to, to what's going on in Ukraine and you know the thinking that they're all thinking of doing and keep strong over there. Um, we should start with that. But today we've got on Duncan McCready. How are you, Mr. Postman? Yeah, I'm good, mate. You're right. I was yes, off this life. Very well. very well. Yes, my yeah, working from home. <laughs> yeah, boring, mate. Brad, no. you all right, How you mate? How you doing, mate? How you doing, boys? Good to see you all again. And we've got Jack. Is it Suppler? I always get. I always just call you Jack Stapp, but that's not your name. That's not your actual name, Jack. is it? You can call me what you want, but yeah, no, Jack Supple. <laughs> okay, cool. Cheers, Susan. Um, so what? Uh... <laughs> I'll get to that. <laughs> What's he doing? What the? We're also joined today by Sir, with Sam Field at the R's number 15, midfield maestro. Um, how are you, Sam? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. That's a nice introduction, that is. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was either that or gazelle. I thought I don't know why. Like I just thought like in midfield with your legs, I was gonna say that, but I take I've said it now anyway. <laughs> how are you, mate? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. All good, thanks. Yeah. What have you been up to today? You've been training, day off? Uh, we've been in today, so Tuesday session, which is our big day of the week, really, to get some work in, because just with the schedule at the minute, we haven't had a chance to really train. So it's our first proper training session for a while. So, um, yeah, we're all a bit tired today as well. What, is a, what, is a, what does a proper training session look like? Because I know Warbs mentions it a lot. He talks about the fact that you don't ever have a proper training session. So I wonder, what, is, what does it look like? 
Uh, it gives us more chance to work as a team, really, on patterns of play a little bit, and you know, and just moving the ball and little patterns within within a session and little things within a session. You know, lots of possession base, lots of turnovers, lots of running, basically, lots of stuff just to get in the game zone, really. And um, it's it's a, a variety of things, but it's our real chance to do a lot of work. Day before a game is just purely almost like set pieces prep on them and you want to keep it in your legs really where Tuesday is, is more expansive so there's there's games at the end as well it always gets quite competitive as well a question I've got I always watch those inside trainers I, I see if I can see if I can pick the team in, in training do, is that evident or do you just get told like the Friday or the Saturday morning I mean, it's more evident on the Friday, to be honest, um, when we work through shape as a team, set shape. And um, so during the week, I think it's like it's always up to play for, to be honest. I think it's how well you train and you want to showcase. I don't think they're managing it. Might, there might be one or two hints, but they don't. You know, I think he's, he's right not to give too much away, to be honest, because you want to keep everyone on their toes. So generally the Friday, you, you, you know, you pretty much know what the team is then. But in, during the week... I mean, anything can happen. People can get injured. You don't know what. So I think he's he's always aware of that. Yeah. So when going back to the start, when you when you came in January last year, we, we had one in twelve. We were, I think we were fifth or sixth from bottom. What was that like to come into? And what's the comparison to now? Um, yeah, I mean that wasn't easy to come into. I think you could feel the tension a little bit coming in. But I think I'd just come in when we just just got two back-to-back wins. I think it was Luton and Watford. I think um, you could just feel it starting to turn. And by the sounds of speaking to a few of the lads, you could you could feel it. Um, and then, to be honest, we were flying at the end of last season. Um, it was, I almost think people completely underestimated us. Um, and we were, the football we were playing was, <laughs> was unbelievable. Um, it was an absolute joy to to being part of and yeah it was strange to begin with but I mean I'd, I'd, it's a good group I've settled in quickly and, and to be honest it was just a joy to end of last season it was it was um, yeah couldn't have been much better football to be honest when you um, when you left in the summer did you sort of leave your wash bag did you know did you know you were coming back or was it a case uh, of oh, you, ne- you, you never know and I yeah, you never you never know, but um, I'm glad we got it sorted really quickly. And it was a it was a sounds cliche, but it was a very easy decision. And you know, um, the way we ended last season, it was I've been stupid to go anywhere else to be honest. So um, yeah, it was very quickly sorted after the season, and I'm glad it was because I didn't want it to be lingering, and you know, then I could just look forward to next season. What's what's your review of the season so far then, from a personal perspective and from a team? Perspective. Uh, from a personal one, it's been a bit of a roller coaster. I mean, um, mm. felt good in pre-season, was getting going. You know, I felt really sharp, and is what it is. Got injured, had this knee issue. No point crying a sob story. You get on with it. Um, so I'm just glad it got sorted, got back, and since I come back, I've started to feel a lot like myself, even more like myself. To be honest, I'm not even thinking about the knee or. Or questioning it, um, you can probably tell by the amount of tackles I try and go into. <laughs> um, that I just completely trust it. So, from a personal point, and look, I'm really happy to be playing. I still know there's a lot more I need to work on, a lot more I can offer. It's, but from from where I was a couple of months ago, oh, I'm delighted. And from a team point, I think 
I just allude back to the point of we were playing some unbelievable football at the end of last season. And I think that was a little bit of teams underestimated us. Now, they, they complement us massively now because they know we're a good team and they know we can play football. And they, they come with a plan. They do a lot of homework on us. And we've, you know, we haven't been able to be as free-flowing this season, but we're fifth in the league. And if someone offered me that at the start of the season, I would have... Put your hand off for that, and I'm sure you guys would as well. So, yeah, I think I think it's one of them where I've been at West Brom as well, and I've watched I've watched them be in the playoff positions, and you're like, how the hell are we in this position? And you know, and we're not playing great football. Um, I think sometimes it's just getting the job done, and it's just uh, I think it's probably a little bit like that. But I mean, at the end of the day, who cares? If, you know, we're in playoffs and get promoted. I sure as hell don't care. <laughs> You, you sort of, I don't know if you've answered one of my, my last question, which was around, obviously we've seen a dip in form recently, mainly around the away form. I was just asking, wondering what your views were of why that was. And, you know, it, with everyone being back fit, <laughs> it, is there a case of there's a lot, maybe Warbs is trying different, different people in different positions, different combinations. And could yeah, that be the I reason? Think- it's hard to pinpoint one. I think I think everyone just has a blip at certain stages in the season, and I mean, I think we're just we're in a sticky patch at the minute. Um, I won't pinpoint it to one thing. I think there's a numerous things. Also, you've got to give compliments to the other team sometimes. You know that if you're playing someone, I mean, Barnsley, for example, we weren't very good, but they're fighting for their lives, and we didn't really turn up with the right mindset. And I think that's more of a lesson to us. It's got to be the right mindset and right headset in the game that actually can't play football from minute one to minute 90 sometimes it's it's gonna actually have to be really ugly um so I think it's that one in terms of personnel and positions I think look it's still up to play for people are desperate to play so I don't think there's anything wrong with trying different things with you know it's good that we are in a little sticky patch and we're trying to work our way out of it so I think it's just one of them sometimes you just have to keep battling and um, I mean, there's 12 games. I'm sure the teams all they've all got to play each other as well. So they're all someone's going to mess up. So I think it's just we can concentrate on as cliche as we concentrate on us. Six, five, six, seven more wins. I think. I think you know you're definitely in playoff positions. Then I thought I'd just jump in here, Sam, on something you said um, earlier about tackling. I mean, since you come back into the starting lineup in December. You've made more tackles than any other player in the championship. And I was just wondering, are you enjoying that defensive responsibility in the middle of the park? And do you feel like, from a personal point of view, this is some of the best football you've maybe played in your career or with QPR? Uh, yeah, I love that side of the game. I'm just almost like no nonsense. I think I've got seven yellow cards, which is something I have to be aware of as well. Um, yeah, that's the side of the game I really love. And look, I'm... I enjoy watching Chris Elias, those boys play, but um, mindset was on complete opposite. I'd, I'll happily do the dirty stuff for them. In terms of me, yeah, he's probably the most consistent runner game starting I've had in my career. Unfortunately, it's just been injury or West Brom was in and then I'll be out for some reason. And it's just nice to have that rhythm, to be honest. I'm really grateful for that. And if I can keep that, then, you know, that would be... Well, brilliant to be honest because I think I can just keep improving from there so yeah um, that's always going to be the way I play um, something I have to be aware of is yellow cards I think the refs just have to block me a bit now uh, but yeah that's something I'll learn to you know, to manage as well 
or the yellow card sort of comes with the territory a little bit in that. Yeah, thing. I almost think when you when if you describe yourself as defensive mid, you 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 gained another four yellow cards throughout the whole season anyway. I think refs just go, I give him one. But I think there's a few I've probably got away with as well. So, well, I'm not sure if you saw, but uh, Mike Warburton recently sort of likened you stylistically to like a Matic at Man United, you know, you know, in front of the defence. I mean. Wonder what you thought of that sort of. There's a light comparison. You did stress. I'm not saying he's the next Matic, but he was, you know, making a stylistic well, comparison. What, what would you yeah. make of that? And I mean, we've got similar legs. I would say that first of all. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's a massive compliment from the gaffer. Look, I just try. I try and play my game. If it's similar, I've, I've actually played against him, and he was <laughs> one of the toughest opponents because his legs would just stretch, and he would get a ball or he'd drag it out of a situation. You're like, oh my word, has he got that? So I take that as a massive compliment off the gaffer. I just I look, I try and play my game, and if it's similar, it's similar. I just, you know, it's um, it's it's nice that you said that. To be honest, yeah, very much so. And you know, you scored on your debut, um, obviously against Brentford. Um, is adding goals to the game something you 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 might look at? Do you see yourself maybe as a box to box? Could that be something that could come, or are you quite happy where you are? Um, I think uh, probably when I scored on my debut, gave this impression that I am a box box midfielder. And look, it's it's not really how I play at the minute, but I think it's something definitely I could work on. Sometimes I've edged towards the edge of the box, you know, with a slight nosebleed. I think you notice, but I think it's something I can definitely, you know, add to my game. And there's, I look at Declan Rice for example. He's kind of he's gone from centre back to centre mid, and he's added it to his game now. And the difference it makes it's just another tool in your toolbox basically so if it's some, I think it is something I definitely need to add um, whether I'll be shooting from 40 yards is a, is a different matter but um, I think slowly and gradually I think the more I play the more intelligent you get and you know when to go forward um, sometimes it, you can run around like a headless chicken especially me who's not used to being up there as well <laughs> um, but yeah I think I think you're dead right I think um, if I can add it to my to my armour that you know helps everyone Sam, um, you've spoken about your injury like, at the start of the season. Um, how difficult was it for you sitting on the sidelines and watching the rest of the lads train and play like, for a player? How hard is that? Uh, yeah, everyone says it's difficult. You, you literally, you won't wish it on your worst enemies. It's just, uh, you'd, as a footballer, you'd rather be told you're not good enough um, than you can't do it because you're injured. It's just that it's a horrible thing because you can't control it. You just can't do anything about it. You can't, you just can't be yourself. So it was, it, look, it was very difficult at the start of the season. Um, I won't be the only one to have that issue and I haven't been, you know, for us this season. So yeah, it was frustrating, but I took it as a weird blessing because it gave me a chance to then go and get the knee sorted and know there's still a lot of time left in the season. Um, that, that was the real... Uh, my mindset was right, just get right for the second half of the season. There was and there's so many games. So that was my, and if I'm being honest, no one really remembers at the start of the season as well. It's a real strange one. Um yeah. I, I remember um Premier League, De Bruyne, they're already saying he was uh player of the year by about October, and then Salah comes along for two, three seasons and everyone's forgot about it. So I, I kind of quickly got my head around that and just thought, right, back after the season, get yourself on it. Um yeah, it's, it is frustrating, but it is what it is. I won't be the last one to get injured. So there's no point crying a sob story. It's um, it's going to happen to you. It's going to happen again, probably, and it's going to happen to everyone. So 
I'm not really special. Um, as obviously sitting on the sidelines, has that been your motivation? Since you've come back into the team, you've been like probably our form player. You've been on fire. So it's watching the start, watching the team, thinking I need to get back in this team. I need to be on my top level to get back mm-hmm. in this team. Is that what's motivated you to start off so well? Yeah, I, oh, you just you, your love for the game comes back almost. I mean, I'm, I don't really watch too much football before, and now I can't. I'll watch anything. I'll watch absolutely anything, and. Um, yeah, it almost made me more hungrier. It's funny what it does sometimes. Sometimes when you're when you're injured, you appreciate it a lot more. And I think I'll come back with that bit of, yeah, I don't want to be out of the team now, and I don't want to give the gaffer a reason not to play me. And that's kind of a, the mindset on it because, yeah, like I said, it's just you when you. I find it so hard sitting in the stands, so hard because you want to wish your teammates well, but you want to play at the same time. It's just this horrible catch-22 situation. So, yeah, I'm look, I'm I'm really enjoying it now. And I'm, I'm glad we got, I had the operation and I got it sorted because I could have dwindled again and gone, oh, no, I don't need an op. I'm, I'm almost glad the medics and the physios kind of just went, you're getting this done, you need this done, yeah. get it sorted. Um, obviously, in January, we got um, Jeff Hendrick in and we've already got Steph in as well. So they're two very experienced like, Premier League experienced players. Are you learning from them? Is it hard to, like, are you, were you worried when he came in for your place? Or? Uh, I wasn't particularly worried because I, I know what it can add to the squad. It's not an insult to me. It's only to help us push forward. So I didn't, I saw it as a, a positive more than anything. If Jeff's going to help us go in the right direction, which I feel he is, then... Why would I have a problem with it? To be honest, so yeah, look, they're both they're both very good players, and they both they have their own little different styles. Um, but I think they complement the team well. And you know, when we need to get passing and playing, I mean, you you hear those two names, and I'm sure it scares a lot of teams. To be honest, and you just notice it. you don't they don't have to scream and shout, but you just notice their presence on the pitch. To be honest, so yeah, look, I'm I really enjoy playing with both of them. So long may it continue. You're not going to grow your hair, then, are you? <laughs> no, this is about as uh, risky as I get with it. <laughs> um, obviously, speaking of another experienced player, obviously Charlie Austin, who you played with at West Brom as well, did he have any influence when you moved to the club? Uh, I remember speaking to Chaz uh, quite a bit at West Brom when I'm, when I got injured the first time, and he. Um, Oh, he was brilliant. He was just he was just honest with me and he was really interested. And I just had a, a good chat with him at the dinner table one day, just asking, you know, just interested in what he was doing at my age and what he thought. And he met, you know, I'd spoke to other people as well, but I from his conversation, a few other players as well, it was I need to get out, I need to go and find myself a little bit. So yeah, he kind of nudged me um towards go and push yourself, go and go and loan. It's just coincidence that we both had to be Q- uh, QPR, but it's you know it's really nice because it's a familiar face, and I mean, Chaz is Chaz. You know what you get. Yeah. It's exactly what he says on the tin, and and I actually think that's brilliant because you need him both energising around the place, and sometimes you need him to have a go at people, and myself included. You know, no one's exempt, and he keeps everyone on their toes, and I think that's exactly what we need, and. Look, I've seen him training. Give him the ball, and he'll score from anywhere. He's one of the one of the best finishes I've seen. So does he do that? Then does he? Does he have a go at players? You know, and use his experience in the I th- in the you know in the dressing room. He won't do it if it's not if it's not you know 
right. He'll do it if it's if you know he feels something's an elephant in the room that needs addressing. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's only trying to push no. everyone, get everyone, you know, towards the same goal. So, look, it's not all the time. I think Chaz knows he's he's got that fire in him. And to be honest, I love that about him. I saw it at West Brom, and I see it here. I think it's it's the winner in him. To be honest, and you can see why he's had such a good career. The Ars fans have travelled well this season. Which away game do you feel the fans gave the team a lift the most? I would say Coventry, uh, because I think after eight minutes and after a, what felt like a basketball game, I looked at the clock and was like, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. Um, they were all over us. And I think you can all agree they were all over us. And I think it just... You know, we got the goal, we could fill you there. Second half, we could fill you as well. And it, it, for me, that one was really sweet, that one was, because in a way, you almost go, we've robbed them here. But sometimes you have to do that. Sometimes you're going to do that. And I think sometimes those are the sweeter ones, to be honest. So that one really sticks out. I think it was 4,000 fans and you could really see it and you could feel it. And, yeah, yeah that was, yeah, it was brilliant. It was good. I think Coventry away, like there was a, a a lot of amazing feedback for your performance individually. I think there was a stat that you won the ball back 14 times in the game, which is like exceptionally high. So from a personal point of view, did you feel like you were, you know, you kind of had one of your best performances of the season there? Um, I didn't, to be honest, I didn't really, I felt like I had a good game. I think I was more surprised that I managed to dribble it down the line. I don't know if anyone remembers. I, I got a nose bit and I didn't know what I was doing and I ran it out of play. But Is that I was more in awe. Yeah, I was more in awe that I managed to do that, to be honest. Yeah, look, I heard the stat afterwards and yeah, it's really good. But I I didn't, honestly, I didn't think anything of it. It's just my game if it's twice or 14 times. I, I You know, it doesn't really bother me as long as it's helping team it's a nice stat at the end of the day but sometimes I mean stats can lie um, so yeah I felt I mean what was more nice that we won that game I remember sitting in the dressing room going how have we won that but you know to play well as well was nice yeah so I've got some uh, quick fire questions for you Sam I love doing these okay. so childhood idol uh, Frank Lampard something on your bucket list you want to do um, I'd love to go and watch uh, the Lions tour in I in one of you know Australia or South Africa or New Zealand. I'd love to go and do that one day. Toughest toughest opponent you've come against? Uh, probably Kevin De Bruyne. Oh, good one. FIFA or COD? Uh, FIFA. Oh, you're FIFA. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no. Messi or Ronaldo? I think I'm going to go Ronaldo. Ronaldo. If you could change any law in football, what would it be? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, oh, that's a real good question. Uh, oh, you put me right on the spot there. I was hoping you'd say <laughs> yellow cards. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. You're allowed one, like you're allowed a mulligan in golf, you're allowed one free mulligan in tackling. That would be my but first football kit you ever wore? Uh, would have been a West Brom one. Yeah. Which item in your home do you most treasure? Um, 
probably the TV, to be honest. TV? <laughs> yeah. Lovely. What one stadium you'd love to play at that you haven't? Uh, oh, uh, the Bernabeu. That would be unbelievable. Oh, for Kubria, home or away kit? You've got to go home, I think. Classic. Oh, the away is nice, though, isn't it? <laughs> well, well, the thing is, away is black and gold, which is Wolves, which I'm taught not to like. <laughs> <laughs> if, you was, if you was going on a night out, pick, pick three players you'd go out with and why? Um, okay, I'd go with... That's a great question. I'd go with uh, Lyndon Dykes because he just looks like a bouncer and no one will mess with us. Uh, Albert Adoma just was dancing so no one was paying attention to me. <laughs> and then uh, who else would I go with? Um, you got to probably. take someone in case it kicked off. Yeah, yeah. Who would I want? If it, I would want Jordy, you know, Jordy there, but he's gone alone now. <laughs> yeah. um, who else would I have? Uh, I'd have Chaz there. I'm sure Chaz would scare a few off as well. Yeah. <laughs> My favourite one, I always ask everyone, using QPR players you've played with, pick your, you're the gaffer, pick your five-a-side team. You have to have a goalie. That's great. Okay, so I'd have uh, Senny in goal. Um then I will go. I will go Albert. He's part defender, part attacker, part skill school. You've got a bit of everything. With him there. <laughs> yeah. uh, Rob Dickey runs, runs from defence, so guaranteed shots as well. Uh, am I included in this? No, you can't. You can't be in it. Oh, good, because I won't put me in it anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Ilias, Ilias. Yeah. Loves a dummy finish and he's just giving it in tight areas and he'll do it. Uh, who else? I'd probably go uh, George Thomas. George Thomas is decent in five sides, just constant running. You just can't mark, he's a nightmare to mark. Uh, you want to play offsides in five side against him, which, is, which you can't do. But, uh, is that five? Is that... I think one more, isn't it? That's a good team. Well, as you just mentioned then, obviously, you West Brom kit you wore. It's a question I've always wanted to ask. As a lifelong Baggies fan, how do you and other professionals approach, you know, those those teams when you, you play against them? Um, I'll tell you, it was really strange because um, it was the first time I played them um, earlier, early this year. Was it last, it was last year? Um, and... Uh, yeah, really strange the first 20 minutes because I'm looking at them all thinking, I know exactly how you all play, what you like, what you do. Um, but after that, it, it felt quite normal. And look, I spoke to a lot of them after the game and it was nice to speak to them and everything, but it kind of wore off quite quickly. I think I built it up in my head a little bit. I mean, every, no one plays for the same club now, really, for the whole career. It's That's kind of like died out now, so... People get used to it, and it. I know I've been I've been there fifteen years, but I've seen a lot of people come and go as well. So it was a little bit strange, and I think I probably built it up in my head all week. As soon as I started playing, you know, I was I was desperate for us to win, and I'm very happy for us to win. I, the only thing I was worried about, I thought Charlie was going to do a Nadi Bayor and sprint <laughs> all the way I was like, because I'm not going with you, I'm not going. With you. <laughs> I was I always think if I was playing against QPR, I don't know, I would I 
don't know. I'd like miss the header or I don't know why. But <laughs> obviously, I guess when you're in the game, you don't think like that. But I feel like that's what I would do if I was ever playing QPR. I don't know why. Yeah, <laughs> it's difficult. I don't know. I don't. It's really hard to try and do that, to be honest, as well. Um, but yeah, if anyone who used to play for QPR wants to do that for us, you know, now I'd happily let them do it. <laughs> Imagine if you scored no goal against them. Obviously, not on purpose. Complete accident. Yeah, that, that's, that's, <laughs> That'd be awful, wouldn't it? That's why. That's why. You know, I felt a little bit for Joe Lumley because you know, like, oh, he's such a nice, he's a really nice guy. I think he's a really good keeper, um, and you could tell he wanted to do well. And look, I'm happy we scored, but in a way, I was like. Oh, could we have just scored like a screamer from four yards? You don't, you don't want anyone to make a mistake, or, or you know, or you know, like that. It's because you all know you'll. I'll probably do it. And I, I mean, I nearly did it Saturday, so it's just one of them where you just, yeah, you, you, I know exactly what you mean. But you, you, it's almost like the unspoken truth. You can't really say it. Obviously, we've you've mentioned a few times that you know you played in the Premier League. <clears throat> what's the what's the I think probably it's quite a common question, isn't it, when you've played in both leagues? But I guess what's the from your perspective in your position, what's the biggest difference? Uh, I mean, look, I I made a few sub appearances. I wasn't. I've I've done it a few times. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say you know I've made for it or anything like that, or played as much as Jeff or anything like that. It's. I'd say the biggest difference is almost like a game of chess a little bit I think in the champ you just go boom 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 it's almost like a basketball match where in the Prem you you go into places like City you have to drop off and you, and then you just they just wait for you to be out of position ever so slightly and they go boom two passes they're in on goal goal and you're like what? where I think in the champ you can probably get a, well you can get away with it a little bit more you can you know you can win a game and still give the team four clear chances, and you might win two nil. It's you get that a little bit. I would say that's probably the biggest thing. It's the, t- the tactics. It's just a bit more chess like. It's in you know where the champ can be. The speed of it sometimes is frightening. It's frighteningly fast. And yeah, I, th- I think I. It's interesting when you see um, teams that get relegated come down to the champ. The first few games that I always think they're miles off the pace because they forget how quick it is, and it's it's a completely different ball game to the Premier League. To be honest, it's, it's there's nothing like it. If if we were to go up, I guess what would be the I guess what would be what we do you think we would need to compete? What do you think we're missing? Uh, um. I think if we can get that free-flowing football that, that towards the end of last season, and it's look, it's difficult to do because teams come with a with a plan. But if we could get that going, even when teams try this, you know, drop off against us, let you know the battery have a bit, or you know, cause havoc in midfield, if we can get back playing, in, even when teams try that, I think we cause anyone problems because I fancy us against anyone to be honest when we're on a day, and I think people know that as well. You get we you can get a sense sometimes, and I think. People know we've been hit a little bit at the minute if we're a boxer against the ropes a little bit. But everyone knows, we, you know, if we get going again, we can... Oh, well, I sure as hell fancy us against anyone, to be honest. Fancy us against anyone. I think we're just going forward. And you give, especially Chrissy and Elias, the ball, it's almost a joy to watch sometimes. So who's the toughest player you've played against this season in there? That's a, that's a, uh, 
actually trying to think who. Is there a game that you've come off and think, oh god, yeah, he was he was good, or I think more. I think you're more. I'm trying to think if anyone was there. I forgot his name for Hull, the lad who scored. You can see he's a young lad. He's got good quality. Is it Lewis Potter? Yeah, you can see you good. can see a moment with him. To be honest, um, Bournemouth. You could Solanke looked good when we played him. Looked like he was on fire, you know, on fire. But no one really, really scares me. It's more if you just if you catching them on, you can catch them on a good day. Like you can catch anyone on a good day. And um, I think even from the weekend, that Kadra sort of their winger was very good as well. To be fair, so look, there's lots of good players in the league. Um, but you know, you're going to come up against someone every week. Even then, then Belly was at Peterborough, which mm. probably good one was. He was very good. You know, I've watched him play a few times, and he's very good. So yeah, <laughs> anyone could skill. You to be honest. <laughs> Fair enough, Sam. All right, mate. Well, we'll let you go, mate. Thanks for coming on. Top man. Um, good luck for the rest of the season. Keep doing what you're doing, mate. You, you're exceptional at the moment, so just keep, keep oh. going. And, um, yeah. Thank you. Really hope we have a good end to the season. Yeah. Sam, for coming yeah. on, mate. We appreciate Our it. promotion yes. party. <laughs> Great, yeah. What, what top guy. Um, you can tell he's really, he's, He's really enjoyed his football at the moment. It's great to have him back from injury, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, massively. He's been so crucial, I think, since he came back. He's been like one of our key players, hasn't he? Really, mm. first, name, first name on the team sheet at the moment, isn't he? Him and Dunn, him, yeah, him and Jimmy Dunn, definitely. Yeah, I just like the way he goes about his business, like he just covers a lot of ground, he makes a lot of really key interceptions, and it's really good to see a fully fit Sam Field because I think we saw flashes last season, but this season, like since he's been back, I think everyone's been really kind of impressed with how good he's been. It's who you play next to him, I guess, is the question, isn't it? For Warbson, for, our, you know, Amos, Johansson, Hendrick, Zell, who, who, who best confidence fields? The problem is, is, like, Steph's really struggling from how you look at it. He's really struggling. I don't know what it is, like, his stats might say otherwise, but just watching the games, it looks like it's passing him by at the minute. I think I think for me I'd put Hendrick besides Field at that base, and then you make room for either a Johansson or a Namos. I don't think for me right now Johansson is in form. I agree with you. I think I've said it, haven't I? I've, I've said it in previous pods. I've said that you know Johansson is captain. You do need him in the team, but mm. you know week in week out if he's you know if he's not going to perform to the standard we need, to be pushing for these playoffs because he can't keep fit then. We've got so many options to replace him, and you know you don't want to take him off. But you know, I just think what's Amos got to do to be to be on that team sheet every week for me is I don't know what your thoughts are. It's it's that position, isn't it? You know, you've got field, and then you've it's that it's it's does Amos offer you or give you as much as the other two? You know, Hendrick and because because Amos is. Gr- like he's great at bombing forward, isn't he? Like just get, you know, you get that from him. But I just I don't know whether that position is further forward, you know, in, yeah. in a further forward role, and whether you get a bit less discipline from him because he's maybe and less experience. And there's other, I'm just not sure. But I, but I agree, Amos deserves to be in, but he's just trying to fit him in this system, isn't it? With with, with Chair and Willick as well, who bomb forward. Well, as, as you can see, though, isn't it? What we I said to you, didn't I, Ben? 
on the phone. I said about maybe putting Willick up top, changing, just leaving Willick up top, dropping a striker, and you know bringing that extra midfield player in. But as you can see from previous games, I don't think it's worked. Well, let's review Blackburn then. Um, Jack, what was your take on it? Well, the, the winless streak at Ewood Park continues. Yeah. It's, uh, 11 games in a row now, <laughs> going back to October 99, where Gallon and Wardley scored in a 2-0 win. So it's one of those bogey grounds for us. You know, I'm not saying it's the new city ground, but it's, it's getting on now since we last won there. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that's sort of sticking out for me, noticing it recently, is that we're having a lot fewer shots than our opponents in games. I know shot stats can be like really deceptive. You can shoot from 30 yards and it goes nowhere and it counts. But like just looking as a general like trend in nine of our last 11 games, the opposition's had more shots than QPR. That's as many times as we've done in the first 23 games of the season. So I don't know why that is, why the chance creation, the amount of attack and adventure we've kind of got at the moment has dissipated a little bit. I think going on what Sam Field said, teams put a lot of respect on QPR at the moment and they're setting up in a way to really try and hinder us. You know, set, we, we used to see the centre-backs running out with the ball, you know, drawing people in to create space. That's not happening. Um, we're certainly not as creative as, you know, and or at our free-flowing best. So, and I think we've seen it at Blackburn, Barnsley, Millwall. A little bit concerning, but, um, you know, let's, let's see how we perform against that, the news. I don't know whether that relates to... Our, our, our player, the only player on the pitch art for me that stands out for shooting is Chair. I just, I just don't think there's players in that squad that want to have a shot. You know, when Hansen's in front of goal, he doesn't shoot. Phil probably doesn't as much because obviously they're not these sort of players. But same for you know Dykes. He's just looking for the header in, like a poacher in the box. Have we got many players in that team that really want to have a goal? You know, Willock and Chair. I think they're the only two, aren't they? It's difficult. I think. I think. Like Jack and, and, and Sam said, I think teams are setting up now a bit more disciplined at the back. Putting that man in the middle as well, it just sits. And I'll tell you what we really struggle with, and we have, and it's evident, is just a bit of pace up top. It just seems to disrupt us so much. Like the Millwall game, those three players, that young lad who came on, he absolutely killed us. Doing a bit of pace, and we were at sixes and sevens. Um, you know, Peterborough was the same. They could get in behind us. Um and it was causing us trouble. Um, you know, Blackburn, they had those two kiddies. You know, the little nippy ones. He was, was brilliant on the day. Um, and the other one who scored, they just, they were just found space. And I think Adoma struggles with a bit of pace on that side because he can't get back, but he wants to go forward. Dickie's not the quickest. I think Dunn's not the quickest. And Barbe, he's quick, but he's never as quick as these players, is he? So I just feel like we really struggle with pace. Um but it's tough, isn't it, to get a whole whole squad with with pace? You know, you, you only have one or two, maybe or three max with pace in the squad. I know Blackburn; they, they look like they've got a very pacey squad, but they've got a very young squad, haven't they? We've got a very experienced squad. A bit older. We've got quite a lot of mixture, haven't we? Though, because we've got youngsters like Willock, Chair. They're all youngsters, aren't they? Field, Amos. None of them, what you'd say, are like old, old. I, I just feel like. I feel like Warp's got it wrong the last couple of games with how he set the team up. Personally, I feel like we missed, like we're not having shots, so we don't play a striker. Like, I mean, that's like. I feel like that sending off, Doug. Like, I kind of don't agree with you, but do. I don't, I do agree with you because obviously Blackburn, we were not great. 
completely yeah. work. But I kind of understand what Warburton was, was doing because he didn't really get a fair shot at seeing it at, at Blackpool because well, of the sending off. And we were doing okay up until then. But so he's just assumed that because, you know, we we're doing well, it, it seemed like it was working. The red card kind of ruined it. And yeah, so I think I know what you're saying. I get what you're saying, but we worked. Well, I think what well, it was working against Blackpool first half before Samson got sent off. We were the best team. Like we were. Like, I literally thought for a while. I thought, you know, what, this is the best we played for a while. We've got a bit of att- attacking intent. Obviously, yeah, the sending off does change the game, but we still technically had four defenders on the pitch when Samson got sent off. So I just don't understand why Warbs were back to the back five. At half time, and brought Don Baldock when we were in you, control of the game anyway. Did you hear what I just felt it? Like, I felt it, we, invited, we invited Blackpool's pressure onto us the whole of the second half. Yeah, but the Blackpool manager said it after that that was they would have preferred that we didn't do that and that we were more open and we tried to go at them. That's what he said. It, we made it difficult for them by playing it that way. Um, I mean, look, these decisions, they, they for managers, it's one of them, isn't it? You, you do it and it can come back. And I, I know people have said that last minute goal, if we didn't get that, then it would have looked bad. But I guess it's, it's difficult. But, it's a fine margin. See, but when we got that goal, we were attacking, weren't we? We were on the front foot, which we hadn't done until we conceded. But would it have looked bad, though? Considering we went down to, to 10 men so early on, we, it, and we would have drew one all. It wouldn't have looked that bad. You know, Depends we, how the game would have gone, mate. You never know how the game would have gone, but well, you I know. just think we, you know, we did very well when Sanderson got sent off. I thought, watching, I thought, yeah, we were on the back foot. We would, you know, they were dominating us, but you, the players didn't stop. They didn't stop running. They put everything into it. You know, well, it, no, you it, can't it, fault the players. Like the players put a shift in. Perspective. They, they looked, you know, they wanted it. They wanted it, and you know, like they got it. You know, and he, and he, and he got it right for me again because he brought Thomas on. You know, Amos and. You know, that Thomas set Amos up to score. And I, I could see we say week in, week out, Warps does make these decisions. But sometimes I think we're a little bit harsh on him. You know, we're fifth in the table. I think we just... I don't know, I don't know how we're still fifth. Yeah, I mean, look at, like, February. Like, only four championship sides won fewer points than QPR in the whole month. So, but when you take a step back and you look at it as a whole, and you think fifth in the table, like... The, the wider perspective, yes, you could be. Yes, there's concerns about performances in recent games, um, but let's hope that we can turn the corner. I mean, a week to reset, Cardiff at home. You know, can we play a bit more front foot football? Is he going to put a striker back in? I do wonder how the strikers Gray and Austin have felt not being picked. Um, I know Austin wasn't available against Blackburn, but you you got to wonder what that does for them. I mean. I understand why he tried the th- the formation at Blackpool and tried it again against Blackburn, but yeah, how do you feel if you're Andre Gray, Charlie Austin? I think Andre Gray's the one, isn't he? He seems to have been proper left out, really. I think Austin was wasn't there, was he at Blackburn? I don't know whether he would have played, probably not. But um, but it says a lot, doesn't it? I don't know. It's worrying, isn't it, that you've got two strikers there on fair whack and you you don't trust them to come in and do a job that they're paid to do. I thought it was, a bit, you know, he, I thought he just, you know, changed it up. And I think what he did wasn't as bad. I he, you know, he tried it like a manager does. He thought, let's, let's, let's do it. Let's go Willock and Chair. Let, you know, let's try it. I know if we were bottom of the table, middle of the table, we wouldn't, we probably wouldn't say anything else. We'd just got on with it. But because we're so high up in the table now and these, these sort of decisions are big, aren't they? You'd be like, you're leaving Gray on the bench and you're trying these things. But if he doesn't try it, we don't know, you know, and, 
imagine if it did work, we'd be sat in now thinking yeah. living there warps is, is brilliant, you know. I think you the problem was the I think the problem was that that when you put Willock up top, he's that's one of our creative players, our most creative player, waiting to get the ball in a position to try and score. Who's giving him the ball? I think the it almost felt like we would have needed to do like George Thomas up top with then Chrissy Willock and Chair supplying him. At least he's going to get some chances. I think Willock the offers the ball in behind, isn't he? So that, that's yeah. the pace, isn't it? So yeah, but sometimes he uh, that that was my point of like my view of it. It was it was frustrating to watch at times when Senny was booting the ball up, you know, and, and he was booting it up to Willock and Chair, and that's yeah. You know, I don't know, it's no <laughs> common sense, but that's never going to work. They're never going to win those headers that we... They're not the Dykes, they're not not the Graymans when he headers, but do you know what I mean? Willick the thing is, with, I think, with Willick and a chair is, you can get them at their best when they're sort of running past defenders. But when they're running with defenders, I feel like it's, it's different because, you know, like Willick... When Willick's got a Dykes, yeah, you, you have a defender or two around him and there's that space to drive into. But when you, you've got a centre-back on you and you have to turn and run in behind, I, always, I, just, I don't know, I just feel like Willick... I think he's not blistering pace, has he? Like he, I think he's quicker with the ball and quicker in running at players. You can glide past him and stuff like that. I just think it's just... I don't know. I just didn't think it worked. But I can understand the logic, but I think that Warbs needs to... Try and get a tune out of these strikers. I don't know. I don't know the answer, and I honestly don't know who. Who do you think makes way for the Cardiff game if he's going to drop a midfielder out and put a striker? I think you had to. You had. Yeah. You had to. You move Hendrick in, and you pull pull him back at five yards or a few yards, and mm-hmm. and you bring in. I'd imagine Dykes will come back in. But saying that, I was going to say something with Dykes. I never know where he is. Does anyone else? Like, he just disappears for weeks, as in he's. But we never really um, know what's wrong with him. What's up with him? I don't even. What's, I keep getting told. He's what's the whole COVID guidelines at the minute? Because obviously, his missus and Austin's missus both tested positive. So if they're not vaccinated, do they still have to isolate? Is that why they're both not available? Oh, they would be vaccinated, wouldn't they? They have to be. What, no, not all talk players sport are today. Oh, maybe not. But yeah, I, I, I think Dykes will be back in, and I just, I just, I think we're all every QPR fan who's listening to this, and I just think. He needs to find form. We, we, we know he's capable of finding that form because we have seen it, you know, but we just need him to be on fire, that consistent. If we're going to do anything, we need a striker that's in form. We haven't got a striker that's in form. Chair and Willett can't do it week in, week out. You know, they, it's tough, isn't it? A few things I'd like to see, and I don't know what you all feel about this, is two back up top and one of Chair or Willett to come off the bench. I don't know. I, I know that seems mad, but I just feel like it might be needed. I don't... And, or or what that... I'm thinking George Thomas is time to maybe give him a go. I, I mean, that energy that he gives us could be what we need when these teams are trying to... When we're trying to break these teams down, you know, where he's trying to get in behind, trying to find pockets. And the other thing is bringing Sam McCallum in from the start now. Just yeah. a bit of pace. Um I think he, he played for the under 23s today, didn't he, McCallum? I'd just like to see him. Yeah. I leave Wallace. I'm not too sure where he is injury wise, but his form would dip a bit as well towards his injury. Do you know what? Frustrating. I've gone off topic a bit, Mark. Sanderson, obviously, getting sent off. And 
But I thought up to the sending off, he was blinding and he's been he's been superb. And I just think when he comes back from the suspension, do you think that he'll go back on the bench or do you think he'll get put in that team? Because, you know, everyone makes mistakes. It was just a silly mistake he made. But he'd been playing brilliant. I think he was, you know, that he won the tackle. I don't know what was said or what happened. Obviously, just lost his head at that point. But I think he's, he's been really good since he's come to us. I think... Uh... Hey, come on, Jack. Oh, no, cheers. I was just going to say, I think personally, he, he will go back to the bench. I think when you do something like that, I, I think you kind of lose a bit of credit to like come straight back in the team. I completely agree with you. I thought he was playing really well yeah. against Blackpool and he looked he looked the part and he was sort of playing his way into the team. So it was a real shame to see that. And with Dickie's sort of form being a bit you know up and down uh, throughout the season, it was a nice option to have. I think he'll stick with the tried and tested Cardiff and it's, again, it's just a good option to have on the bench. We didn't have a defender on the bench in some games, so it's good just to have someone there like Sanderson back, but he's got still suspended, isn't he? For a little, yeah, number. three games. I just yeah. think Dickie... Oh, I don't know. I'm not, I don't, I just Dickie last game didn't do much for me. I just think Sanderson does offer that bit, but I know it's a bit mad to say that because Dickie does offer a lot going forward and things, but I'd put Sanderson back in. You know, everyone makes mistakes. I don't know if that's a big call, big shout, but what do you think? No, oh, and you're entitled to your opinion, aren't you? I, it's one of those, like, I think like Jack said, like, he's, he's definitely would have lost credit with Warburton for the, for the reason why he got sent off. Like, if it'd be a couple of, like, two yellows, okay, okay fair enough. But for the, just to react to a tackle, like... I think like a lot of managers don't like it, do they? So he'll definitely be on the bench when he comes back from the suspension. It's but, like, the, the lay of the lad when he does come back because we've got two more games and he comes back. We could lose both of them games, and, and, and yeah. it could it could look very different. And the need for him could be obvious. So I think we could win the next two, play well, and he won't come back in. I, I, I think maybe we will just have to see where we are. Is how long Senny out for? Or is he not? He's not oh. going to be out. He's going to be back. Did he just take a knock? I haven't really read much about. It looked it. like he got studded, didn't it? But then I saw that it was an it was a strain. So I'm not not too sure. I would have said it don't really matter because Marsh. But the free kick was it wasn't. I don't know if it, that was just a moment of I don't know miscalculation which happens. But yeah, he did a good well, save before that though, didn't he? Yeah, he played well, but it was just frustrating that one. Mistake cost the goal in the game. But keepers do it, don't they? I suppose. Yeah. Um, just going to go back to what you were saying about um, going two up top again. If you go back to the um, whole game when Chair scored, it was because Austin's movement took defenders, and I feel that's what that's, Willa, it, yeah. that's what that's what Willock and Chair don't give us is the attention to defenders. I think so. Having a natural striker, he's going to make the runs, and a defender, you're naturally going to go. Right, that's Charlie Austin. He knows where the goal is. That's Andre Gray. Like they're both clinical finishers. I've got to be on my toes. I've got to follow him. Whereas when it's someone like Cher and Willock, as much as you know they're talented players, you know they're not that natural pelletry striker. So I feel having that kind of player in the box distracts defenders, and I feel that's what we've lacked in the last couple of games. But then when they're not in form, it's hard to know who to play. I think Wolves likes to think that Austin and Gray are more effective off the bench. He's mentioned it a few times. I think he feels like they, they can get at defenders a lot more halfway through, you know, 60, 70 minutes into a game as opposed to the start, especially Austin. I just wonder whether that's got something to do with it, with Dykes not being available. 
Because I know that he was planning on bringing them both on, wouldn't he, at Blackpool, but he couldn't. Gray's still got a bit of pace about him, though, and, you know, 60, 70 minutes, these tired defenders bringing Gray on is, you know, we would have said it, what an option to bring on and Austin. It's catch too, too, though, because you lose that sharpness, don't you? You play more minutes, you get that sharpness, so it's, it's hard, isn't it, to find that balance of... Yeah. Mm. Interesting. What are we? So, what are we got? Cardiff at home. What are we thinking? Well, we've won our last four in a row against Cardiff, which is you know good omen. But uh, while at Loftus Road, we're unbeaten against well, we're unbeaten in six against Cardiff. So, we've a pretty decent recent record against them. I mean, it doesn't count for much, obviously. But, you know, it's in the past. But I, I quite I quite fancy to get back on track. Um, I don't mind the idea what you said about playing two up front. Just really yeah. test Cardiff out. Get you know, put you know, put the onus on them. Just go Dykes and Gray. Bring Austin on. Thomas, you know, keep the two up top. It probably would mean Chair or Willock drops to the bench. You know, Willock looks a little tired. He's you know he's been asked to do a lot of running. You know, in recent games, to look tired to me. And Chair's a bit more fresh coming back from Afcon, having played fewer games, but. Yeah, I mean, we've been good at home. We only lost two games in our last 14 at Loftus Road in the league. Won eight games in the process. So, at home, I feel a bit more confident, you know, in our recent away record where we've lost three in a row without scoring. So, yeah, I think it's a good chance to get back on track on Saturday. Cardiff have only won one out of their last five, haven't they? They haven't been in... Don't say stuff like that, Brad. Keep your heart like We seem to eat those stats up, don't we? And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm saying they don't count for much. Stanfield's right; they lie. <laughs> <It's that laughs> lie. <laughs> but no, no card's going to be a physical game as well. I don't think so. Willock can chair up top against some like massive card of centre backs. Just doesn't fill me with any kind of confidence. I'd rather, have them, I'd rather have them a bit, a little bit deeper, actually running at them rather than trying to, like like Brad said, get long balls off centre or like Marshall. It's just never going to happen, is it? No, I'm gonna, no. I'll go. I'll go two nil, Cardiff. Uh, yeah. Two nil. Have we got the AOB? Um. Yeah. So just quick one. Obviously, I know you're obviously all aware of um, Dotty Rees doing Dotty's journey. Um. Today they climbed um, Snowden. So obviously, just want to say well done to everybody involved from the club and from the family. Obviously. You've got all our support and sympathies of everything that's going on, and like stay strong and hope everything works out. Yeah, brilliant. What's this new? You mentioned about this new VAR. Is it done? Was earlier? Well, well they had plans to bring in this mini VAR for the championship. Whether it's from next season or not, it's a cheaper version. So it's from um, like portable cameras, basically for uh, penalties and red cards. So it doesn't won't be the uh, like lines for offsides or anything. So I mean I don't know how much that will help us really because we don't really have many red penalties, do we? And uh, I mean, Sanderson would Sanderson would still have got sent off for his red card, wouldn't he? So we just need a good linesman in at the, the loft. Then <laughs> that's, that's the all. Problem. Just one that's good the problem. We, we need the VAR with the lines. We don't need the uh, penalties. Anything to take Chant away from these refs, though, mate. Got. These refs, Chad refs, they're awful. Like anything yeah. to take away from making them making a decision for me. I just don't know what my my thoughts are of VAR coming to the championship. I'm 
I'm a, I just don't like it. I just, for me, it ruins football. You know, watching the final the other day, Liverpool is... I just think... But it is good because obviously it, it notices these things and doesn't give goals and things like that. But imagine if that's us, you know, nil-nil, 94th minute, QPR score and it's bloody offside. We'd be- imagine if they VAR the Zamora goal and we've just said <laughs> they stop it and they go back. That was their foul. No. Yeah, foul for Hoylet. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, no. Well, well, no, that's that's what... We've got something else to say, Doug. We do this every. I was just going to say it's one of those things in it with the VAR. Just about to wrap up, and you come in. Well, I was just going to finish off the VAR chat. It's just one of those things in it. Like, I don't think it's going to be good. I don't think it's going to be bad. Mm. Nothing we'll else see. I was going to say on it. Fair enough. All right, lads, we'll leave it there then. Just for joining us, and um, let's hope for a win on Saturday. And um, we'll be back here next week. Cheers, everyone. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.